I'm Paul, still. <laughs> this is a, what? This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Hey there, Paul. Hey, I'm, so I, I, I heard there's this new thing I should try where I'm, I just say, hey, it's your boy, Paul. Should I start saying that at the beginning of the episode? It's your boy, Paul. Please say that. It sounds so authentic. Oh, yeah, that's what I was mind. going for. <laughs> What the fuck? Hey, boy. Uh, <laughs> do you have a bad synopsis or are you just throwing the script sure. out the window? No, I'm good. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> You're not ready. Aggressively handsome man with severe ophidiophobia tries in vivo exposure therapy for the first time. Ophidiophobia. Ophidiophobia. Ophidio- you phobia. did great. I, listen, you say it with confidence. I believe you. Um, yeah. Why snakes, didn't it have snakes. to be snakes? Afraid of snakes. Why yeah. didn't it have to be snakes? Uh, that's right. We're talking about Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. This was released. <laughs> you on... got that from my uh, synopsis. I had another yeah. synopsis, but it was about cultural pr- appropriation, and I just I just leave that one alone. So we can we talk, can about, talk about, about it when that. we get to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this was released on June twelfth, nineteen eighty one. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Uh, written by Lawrence Kasdan, and the story by George Lucas. Starring Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, John Rice davies Paul Freeman. Uh, the Rotten Tomato score was 96% and also 96% audience. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Paul, what was your experience with this as a kid? Oh, I love this movie. Uh, I mean, that's I mean, not the same answer. but <laughs> That's not the same answer as what? As what? what did you, what is your experience as a kid? I said I loved this movie, Beth. So you saw, I, I watched you saw the hell out of this movie. You loved past Clearly, and I, I didn't watch this in the theater. I was too little for when this came out. Uh, I, I did. I did not exist, exist when this came out. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But I watched lots of Indiana Jones over and over and over and over again, and the adventure and the all that stuff. I, that's the, the, especially and the, John the Williams of it all. The John <laughs> Williams we didn't like. I feel like we just have a blanket. Um, John Williams is amazing for this show. That's it's true. that's the, it's the true. first ever Nerd the... Cannon PSA. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> we are pro Tim Curry and we're pro John Williams, one hundred percent. Right. So, what's your experience? Right. Um. Well, I also liked it. I watched it a bunch, but I think that I hadn't seen it in a super duper long time. And so even though I kind of knew I remembered parts of it, as we as I watched it again for this, I was very viscerally remembered some parts more than others. So that was yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah. For sure. That was interesting because I am a big rewatcher of stuff, but I have not rewatched these in maybe 15 or more years. So I definitely it was exciting for me to watch it because it felt fresh and I knew I had liked it. So yeah, it was just on. I obviously didn't see it in the theater also, but probably it was a rental and probably it was on. And I pro- I suspect I watched edited for TV versions of it, you know, because yeah. I feel like this was on a lot. Um, yeah, for that's sure. what I kind of, yeah. there's certain parts, obviously we'll get to them when we get to them that you really remember, but, um, yeah. and also like, I think in my memory, I mixed some of them up. 
Like, the, the different you know, movies? We, yeah, when it was starting, I was like, is this the one with Short Round? Is this the one with Karen Allen? Or is this the one with What's Your Face? <laughs> like, I just, I, I have them in my head sort of as a miasma movie. And I don't, yeah, I right. was interested to see it. And so now I kind of want to watch the other ones, the other. Yeah, you know. definitely. Um, I was trying to think I'm of the very it. first time I saw this. And I, this is one where I could not, like, I, I couldn't remember. I think for remember. some of these, we can't because they like, were just oh, yeah, kind I've, of on. I've always seen that. You've always <laughs> seen it. I don't think you ever sat down and watched it beginning to end for a first time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it's some of these, and this is one of those, because yeah. also our parents loved them. <laughs> like, you know, so they were yeah. just on. Um, would you like to do two trivias in a lie? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Too bad. We're doing it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Indiana Jones' last name was initially Barnes. Uh, this became the highest grossing film of 1981, and The Well of Souls was shot in the Overlook Hotel set from The Shining. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> you bitched at me when I was doing a theme, so I didn't do a theme. The first one is just his original last name was supposed to be Barnes. Mm-hmm. Indiana Barnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's rubbing me the wrong way about that one. What was the second one? Highest grossing film of 1981. Oh, right. Okay, that I don't have any idea. I, I can the buy well, that one. Well, and well of Souls, Souls was... the Overlook Hotel. Overlook Oh, man. I, I have no idea about highest grossing film, but sure. I really don't know about the Overlook Hotel thing, though I'm, I have to go with the first one because I thought there was something stupid about his name coming from another, it was like Nevada Smith. Or something, uh, is that, a, is that the right thing? That's tickling my memory. I want to go with the first one. That's what I'm saying. You're right. And it was Nevada Smith. Um, yeah, all well, right. I made it up because it was originally Indiana Smith. And that's... Oh, okay. Um, and so <laughs> it was changed. Indiana was the name, I think, of the Lucas's dog. Somebody's involved in mm-hmm. dog. Yeah, there's a dog um, involved. Yeah. So, yes. So it was changed. So good on you. You got it. Uh, I have 8,000 fun facts. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So when this one, so here's here's the, I'm going to set the stage for you. Here's a little story time. Uh, when one of George Lucas's big movies is about to come out, he used to have this thing where he would go and hang out in Hawaii to like get away from the press and stuff. And so Star Wars was opening in 77 and he went to Hawaii to like hide and Spielberg came <laughs> to like hang out. Your boy Spielberg came to hang right. out. And... Uh, <laughs> They had this thing where they would talk about movies and they would build a sandcastle together like man babies. And then if the tide came in and it knocked the castle over, the movie they were talking about would be a flop. And if the castle stood, then it would be um, a hit. And as they were... This is, I wanted to somehow make this be a true truth and a lie, but it was so dumb and so much story (laughs) that I couldn't. So I figured I would just tell you a story. How so could George Lucas be? I mean, Spielberg, all, whatever, but George Lucas all is of like that. the most all insane person. They're like in the sand with their like two short 70 shorts, like uh-huh. making sandcastles. <laughs> and he says, Spielberg says, oh, I really want to do like a sort of a James Bond kind of movie or like those old Zorro movies where they were like adventure serials and they came out all the time and they were like B movies with like great set pieces. Like I want to do a movie like that. And he goes, well, I have this idea about, you know, this Lost Ark business. So they did this. They made the sandcastle. 
the sandcastle stood, and then we have this movie. So, Jesus Christ. Well, that Are is you a dumb fucking story. Kidding me? I'm I mean, like, I, no shade kidding. on playing in the sand. I like playing in the sand. Playing no, in the sand sure, is great. Do it, Build whatever. a castle, whatever. But maybe don't plan your life around your sandcastle. I just <laughs> think it's delicious. Oh, my God. Anyway, this was kind of, you know, them wanting to make like those old films or the romance of Casablanca and the big set pieces and the blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Spielberg the entire time is calling it like I'm making a B movie. Like, and so that's whatever. <laughs> the critical success of this film for a B movie is uh, five Academy Awards, seven Saturn Awards and one BAFTA. Yep. Okay. It is the first entry. So it must have been the highest grossing movie in 1981. Yeah, okay. Um, So the first, everyone was all stoked about Superman 2, but then this like kicked it right out of the water. (laughs) Yeah. So as we know, uh, it's the first um, entry in what will become the Indiana Jones franchise, which includes three more movies, a television series, video games, and comic books, novels. Theme park attractions. Wait, no. Place. Uh, there's an error you, in your. Oh, Paul fun refuses facts. to acknowledge. There are only movie two more movies after this. <laughs> the two. We're gonna watch film. it. We're gonna watch it for a that Patreon. That shall not be named. Which you um, should well, go sign what? up for our Patreon because we're Absolutely. gonna watch Patreon. Crystal Patreon. Skull Patreon. and rip it apart. Uh, a fifth film is scheduled for release in 2023. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> 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 it's hurtful. Hurtful. I just love you. I don't know why you have to hate on me. Okay. Those considered for the role included Bill Murray, Nick Nolte, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Peter Coyote, Jeff Bridges, and Sam Elliott. Casting director wow. Mike Fetton favored Bridges, but Lucas's wife and frequent collaborator, Marsha Lucas, wanted Tom Selleck. Yes, I so, did know this as well. Yeah. Um, they wanted Ford. They were nervous because he just was in Star Wars and they didn't want to yeah. like, I don't know, but they ended up going with him and he really like made the role his own. Um, Spielberg had gone way over time and budget, notably being 100 days over on the Jaws filming and was determined to shoot the film in 90 days. Therefore, every shot was storyboarded, unlike any Spielberg movie before or since. <laughs> So it was originally like three hours down to like 100, you know, 115 or something minutes. Um, and originally it was suggested by um, Lucas's wife, Marsha, that they add in something kind of closing up the closure of the relationship with um, Marion and Jones because they she didn't get seen. You didn't see her again after it got opened. And so then they like added that little scene mm. afterwards. So that was all due to her suggestion. Mm. Um, why did it have to be snakes? There were 500, 600 snakes. <laughs> Um, and they had some mechanical ones, but they were almost all real and Spielberg wanted more. So they had to like go fetch more and they have almost 6,000, um, in there, which it feels like is not how many you see, but, um, Spielberg recounted that Ellen was so scared she couldn't scream on cue. So he thought it would be cool to just drop a dead one on her, uh, to get her to scream. And also she was just terrified and also her stunt double was terrified and refused to step in there. So the animal handler, Steve Edge, donned a dress and shaved his legs to stand in (laughs) for specific points. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wonder how these things died on that set. Like there had to have been. Well, there was. And they actually like ran out of like anti-venom in the area because they like had it on hand and um they had like a paramedic van like chilling like i don't know how many people like officially got bit but they were they were taking some precautions but they probably very 
like 1979 mm-hmm. precautions. You yep. know what I mean? Like, well, do you have the thing about the cobra and the glass? Is that yeah, there was glass, and it yeah. you can see it in the originals, and they kind of took it out. Um, right. You can't see it now, but yes. Um, Ford did all his own stunts, and the planned fight was improvised. During the fight, the moving vehicle rolled over Ford's foot toward his knee. Before it was stopped, it took 40 crew members to move it off of him. Ouch. But through the combination of the extreme heat uh, made the tire soft and the ground being covered in sand, it only tore a ligament instead of, like, a more serious oh, injury. right. So, only. Jeez. Only. Yeah. Only. Um, so, for the death scenes... Like, I have a whole in-depth thing about how they did their, like, different faces. Like, collars was lined with bladders filled with air. So then they, like, took the air out and it made the head shrivel. The <laughs> um, the melty face is colors of gelatin over stone. Yeah. So then they heated yeah. it up and the gelatin went down. Um, and then the Bellic's head was a plaster skull filled with, um, filled with squid. <laughs> squibs and um all super cool his death was so extreme that they wanted to make it an r um they wanted to make it nc-17 and so then they had to add they added the flames to conceal the effect yeah i would Um, well i his death is not as graphic as the melty head i don't think is it i don't think so either but apparently it was like more so (laughs) Freeze framing during the Well of Souls, you can notice a golden pillar with tiny engraving of R2D2 and C3PO. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Cool. And this, there was a ton of notes I read about the Foley work on this movie, the sound. Um, most of the body blow sounds were created by hitting a pile of leather jackets with a bat, which I want that job. To create this <laughs> Foley sound. Foley work does seem pretty cool. It seems so fun. Okay, uh, so to yeah. create, create the sound of the heavy lid of the arc being slid open. <laughs> The designer just recorded him moving the lid off his toilet at home. And I feel like Perfect. absolutely. Um, the sound of the boulder chasing him down the thing was the sound of a Honda Civic coasting down a gravel embankment. Really? So that's okay. amazing. Oh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. Indy's famous hat was picked out and aged by none other than your favorite costume designer and mine, Deborah Noodleman. Noodleman? Noodleman. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't remember. I remember the name, but I have no idea what. Three we were amigos. About. Okay. We are the three amigos. The three amigos and thriller. Thriller. Okay. Oh, yeah, so that's right. Okay. She's a thriller jacket and Indiana Jones hat. So she's she's fucking no joke. Good on you. Good yep. on you. Uh, they got the monkey to do the Nazi salute by putting a grape on a fishing pole. <laughs> <laughs> it took about 50 takes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's Jeez. it. Uh, monkey. Awesome. Awesome. A fucking Nazi monkey. I just want to say back to the, just to to put it out there. I have a lot of respect for Foley people and all yes. the work that they do on, on stuff because I feel like you have to know the weird noises that like you have to listen for all those weird you noises that stuff really makes and then like the speed it up and slow it down. You're gonna yeah. layer it together and like we talked about the what was the T Rex roar was something yeah. that was all crazy yeah. and stuff. Like oh, that's amazing that it comes out and you're like wow that was really a there... dinosaur but it was like. A duck right. or whatever. There's like so much art 
and craft and science that goes into every part of making a movie work. Mm-hmm. And we like give a shit about like the director <laughs> and like who's in it yeah. in front of the camera. And like, but none of that would be as cool if it wasn't for like John Williams music and for right. costumes and for the lighting and the backdrops and those huge set pieces that really, I mean, like him getting chased by Boulder is only cool if the Boulder looks and sounds cool. Like, right. Right. And so, I, yeah, there's just so much. And I think this movie is a perfect example because there's so much. There's eight bajillion extras and there's these crazy right. set pieces. Like, it's it makes it. Um, so let's talk about so it starts. It starts and it's a John Williams joint. And I'm already happy. It is. I'm- <laughs> yeah. Yep. Lots of sweaty dudes again. Just want to point out. The Lots of sweaty, full dudes, sweaty dudes in the woods. Mm-hmm. There's a very big overreaction to a stone face in the woods that you have no context for what's happening at all. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's just, this is one of those things where it drops you in in the middle of something that's already occurring and you're like Mm -hmm. trying to catch up. Um, So we find out that's 1936. He's got the most practical weapon of all, a bullwhip. A bullwhip. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Uh, If you watch Young Indy, it explains. I forget what that. What is that called? The Young Indiana Jones thing. Oh, I don't Uh, know. And he falls into the lion train car and has to get the bullwhip. That's why he uses the whip. I see. And he cuts himself. Well, that'll happen. Mm -hmm. It it serves him well. Uh, Yeah. So we get the first. We get that first shot of his face. Man, he's sexy. He's looking great. (laughs) He looks great. He looks great. It's not like I didn't know that Harrison Ford was sexy in this movie. Like I right. logically I knew that, but it's been a while and it's still working for me in case, you know, we were wondering the stubble. Okay. Very sweaty. Uh-huh. Tell me why I mean the stubble really ups his game like eight hundred percent because then when he's in the classroom and he's got the Clark Kent spectacles on, I'm like, eh. But they're oh, all really? it's working okay. for them. It's working you for like them. I mean, dudes. listen. I mean, is this a shock? <laughs> anyway, this is Alfred Molina's first uh, time on screen. I like Alfred Molina. I actually know who he is. And you know, you ask me why I know who Alfred Molina you tell. is. Tell me why. Because he rocks the best eyebrows with the only maybe exception is, um, oh, what's his name? Eugene Levy. Yeah, maybe has better eyebrows than Alfred Molina. But Alfred Molina is willing to rock a unibrow, which I can respect. He sure is. (laughs) (laughs) Which Uh, I don't have one, but I can respect that. Um, His first day on set was the tarantulas. My favorite is that Indy has like one or two on him, and then Molina turns around (laughs) and he's got 900, and he's just like... (laughs) He's also one of my movies that I've mentioned before, which is The Man Who Knew Too Little. He's really... Oh so. yeah. Once I had to sometime. stop. Once I had to stop an audiobook because Melina was reading it and it was about a sexy teen vampire and I could not. So that's what I know about Alfred Molina. <laughs> it's a no for me. So no matter how much we're getting paid, it's not enough. That's what I said. No, no matter how much Alfred Molina is getting paid, it is not enough. Right. And then there's booby traps. That's why I said booby traps. Like booby there's traps. booby traps everywhere. And then okay, okay. So this is obviously one of the moments everybody remembers is the switch out of the idol with the bag of sand. Right, right, right. My favorite is that he looks at it, looks at his bag of sand, realizes it's got too much, takes some out, which fuck right directly off. Yeah. But like at some point when I was a new mom and I had that little baby, I saw a meme that was like every parent trying to like switch the baby out into the bed (laughs) and it had that picture. And I 
nothing ever seemed truer to me on this earth like that trying to like put the sleeping baby down or like switch out a toy like for, uh-huh. and um that that is that moment and um <laughs> moment for the ages so that happens I think, we're, I think we're supposed to be impressed by his like amazing skill in this opening sequence like he doesn't it give a doesn't shit about the spiders work. He knows, like, don't put your hand in the light. You'll get stabby stabbed. Um, like, oh, don't we can't. It's just not clear. There's like arrow darts that are going to come out. Yeah. But he totally fucks up the weight thing. He like totally <laughs> fucks it up. Yeah. Everyone's very impressed. He does he thinks- the switch out in a very good way, and the music makes you think he did it, and then he didn't do it. But then we don't like. We're not annoyed with him. Here's the other thing he fucks up. They're running away, and you know he's like, oh, throw me the idol. Absolutely. Fucking really not. No. Here's the thing. He wants the idol more than he gives a shit if you're dead. Jump over, put it in your purse, put it in your man purse, and jump over and he'll probably help you try to scramble up. Otherwise, it's going down in the chasm. Right. Like, what? So that was minus five. That was very bad instinct. (laughs) I obviously am a better marauder because. Right, right. I think when Alfred Molina dies, I don't ever think I realized it was supposed to be him. Oh my god, because it looks like, something like him. Literally, it my doesn't notice, look is that, like him. That's supposed to be him. I like as a kid, and I was just like, oh yeah, I think like I get it now. He's supposed to have died on the way out. That's what happened to him. And the the idols here, and I just like, okay. I guess that's yeah. supposed to be him. I think as a kid, I was just like, this random dude died and it scared 100%. him and he dropped the idol. 39-year-old <laughs> me said the same thing. I was like, oh, is that supposed to be him? Question yeah. mark, yeah, yeah. it doesn't look like him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if we're not that good at recreating wax faces, we should just do it a different way. <laughs> right. My, would be my thought. Yep. You could probably stick some arrows out his shirt and just have uh-huh. him. Like, right. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway. So then my note is the amount of things that in this that are lifelong icons are a lot. And then I wrote, where does this movie go from here? This is all I remember. <laughs> There's like the, like the boulder. And I'm like, that's all I remember. Yep. When I was in kindergarten, I think this was kindergarten, my family took a trip to Disneyland in California. And we went to an Indiana Jones. Yes. Like live experience Totally. Thing. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And we sat in the audience and the whole, it was like a, you know, you watch the, like a cutaway from side view of everything. Yeah. And so there was like mm-hmm. a boulder that went down and yeah, we saw like, it was this whole set piece that was like the experience that you sat and watched the show. And I'm not sure, we probably sat in line for like three hours to watch this 20 minute oh, Indiana probably. Jones experience or whatever, but I don't thing. know. <laughs> I did the same thing. Um yeah. And I would sit in that line again. Uh, It doesn't exist anymore, but I would still do that. So after all that effort, the idol is stolen by a smug Brit who sticks the natives on him. So good job. I do want to say this, though. The door comes down. The stone stone door comes down. He's Uh trying to get out. And he has to reach back. But he has the, to reach back it's for like the classic. No, it's not his hat. It's so this oh, is the, the first time we see Indy. It's, and he reaches back for his whip. And it, well, like the that. classic thing for all the other, you know, always see people having, you know, you have to reach back for the hat under the door. And that's what right. happens later. But the first one is a whip. Just saying. Good noticing, Paul. Right. Uh, no, I, I forgot that. So, but like the amount of things that are so iconic, like I, another dumb story from my life is every time my cat jumps through the cat door to go into the basement, she seems like she's running away from a boulder from Indiana Jones. She like jumps through as though something is coming after her. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I think of every time. So then he runs to the floaty plane and... And then we get the song. We get the song for the first yeah, time yep, here. Yep. Um, and it's so good. And it is so good. there's a snake in there. It's his pet. I hate snakes. A lot you of don't extra like butts. A lot of extra. And then we're in college and the glasses. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, it's fine. Um, I just wrote nerd. <laughs> um, but all the girls still want the dick. Like, listen, if I had him as a professor, I'm sure I would have been into it. It's only because I know the contrast of like the sweaty, stubbly one that I'm right. like into it. So does he have contacts? Because were contacts a thing in 1936? Or are those just reading glasses? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're probably just like He's just frames. Running There's blind. no lenses in there. <laughs> like, what a tool. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you have to admit the creativity just... of writing Love oh, you was... on your eyelids to make I... sure that you become blank. <laughs> that has stuck with me, that girl, yes. for whatever reason. Yeah. I, it's the dumbest thing. No one in their history the has slow ever blink. done that. The slow yeah. Somebody, blink. No, absolutely someone has done that before. But then she After this like... movie. Right. After this movie, I guarantee somebody's done that before. But then she, like, forgets and goes to the library, and then she's just blinking, and she just <laughs> has that on her eyes. It's really dumb. Uh, my favorite is the guy at the end who, like, awkwardly leaves him the apple on the desk yes, and walks and it, like, out. almost falls and then leaves, and then <laughs> Marcus comes in and eats it. Like, that dude still has a crush on him. He just doesn't want to... Oh, 100%. Like... He's into it. He's like, here we go, Professor Hall. Like, <laughs> um, and he goes, oh, you want to hear about it? And he's like, not at all. And then they start talking about it anyway. Yep. I, I like... I mean, they're very much discussing here. This is where I get into, like... It's like, your methods aren't great, but we'll still buy your stuff. You steal things from temples, but you we're cool things. with it. We're we'll into it. it in like, it's fine. Yeah. And you always give it to somebody. Like, you always give it to a museum or whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then we get the whole backstory, and I wanted so badly for them to look at the camera and be like, you got all that? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of exposition. Yeah, there's a lot of exposition here. Um, Nazis, archaeologists, desert, staff of Ra, all of this. Mm-hmm. He says nobody really sure, really knows for sure how high in reference to the staff, which is some good foreshadowing. Which is good foreshadowing. We mm-hmm. hear about somebody named Ravenwood. And then let's talk about we, books, though. Talk about books. I love to talk about books. How come we don't have more books in our libraries with clasps on them? Oh, my God. The book with the clasp is so satisfying. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know why we should work on that. The only book I've ever had that had a clasp was like a di- like a seven-year-old diary. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I don't understand. Um we should we should definitely make that happen. So yeah, they want you to they want you to go for it. They it's lightning, it's the we figure out it's the ark. Um any army which carries the ark before it is invincible. Mm-hmm. We hear. So mm-hmm. Hitler wants that shit. So we're gonna go stop, we're gonna go punch some Nazis. So, so we do that. And then we get to breathtaking, incredible Karen Allen. And I'm remember this <laughs> Wait, very no, much. No, you, have to, you have to back up just a second because I always loved the travel overlay of the map. Oh, yes. With the red line. Like, here's where we're going. Second first because right, right. I have huge notes about the travel okay. montage. Okay. It's so good. So the red, the red line, the music. The red line going across the screen. Is this the first movie that did that? It can't be the first movie that did that. But it's like so, it's so good. So, yeah, Karen Allen is out drinking that big old man that looks like a lesbian. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
(laughs) (laughs) He just does. He just does. And Uh I was so into this as a kid. And now, which is a memory I completely lost, is that I think I used to play some of this as pretend, like where he comes in and they're like fighting around. (laughs) You played the drinking game. (laughs) Yes, because listen, my childhood was weird. I'm not even like, I can't even argue. But I remember that this like really stuck with me, this like weird quasi never really actualized until way later in the movie, like romance situation Mm -hmm. going on between them. Like something about her being so tough and, and, you know, acting masculine and out drinking them and owning a bar and kind of telling everybody to like, go fuck yourself. Like this resonated with small child me a great deal. And I forgot about it, but it still does. (laughs) So... I love her. She looks great. She's great. I love her. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I was so, I wrote, I was so into this and I don't even want to think about how old I was and whether I was old enough to know how into it I was. (laughs) 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 So then you see the shadow. Hello, Marion. And like. There's a lot of shadow work in this movie too. There's a lot of shadow shadow work. Yeah, for sure. Like. And I wonder if that's like that was a thing in some of the old like Zorro movies that they're like those old B movies because they couldn't like afford stuff. So they probably did it a lot. But there's there's quite an homage. There's a lot of shadow stuff. So and she's just so pretty. And then she punches him. And this shit is just so great. He is not apologetic at all. He sucks in this moment. He (laughs) is such a mediocre white dude. He's like, I did what I did. And I'm like, you suck. Like, that's a boner killer, Indy. Hold on. What is the implication here about their relationship and why? Because she's like, I was a child. That's what she says. Something like that. Uh, my guess is she's like, what, 15, 16 or something. And they like were smooching and he was probably older than her, question mark. And her dad was like, get away from my daughter. I, you presumably, creeper. <laughs> yeah, presumably. Three, three, grand, three grand for this worthless bronze medallion. And then there's again, there's like a lot of shadows like on him and stuff. Um, here's the thing, though. No fucking way she's wearing that under her shirt. It's huge. <laughs> <That's> huge. <laughs> um, I wear a lot of fucking jingly ass jewelry all day, every day of my life, and there's no goddamn way she is wearing it is the size of a fucking dinner plate, and it's <laughs> no. Just no. No. Um yeah. she can have it on her. She could have it in the bar hidden somewhere. Mm-hmm. Would have been better if mm-hmm. it was like hidden in a cool bottle or something, you know, like yeah. in a flask or something. No, she's not wearing it. Um <laughs> and then she puts the money in a very secure what? Cigar box on top cigar of the Cigar box. Like, yep. Yeah. Very I, th- tell you what, I think about that too much cuz I'm like it clearly burned down mm. and all that money. Literally, she just won all that money from the drinking way. game. <laughs> They went way out of their way to go back and get the medallion, and she didn't grab that fucking box on her way out. I was like, your priorities are out of whack. Good evening, Fraulein. And this fucking guy. Yes. No, thank you. with his lips. Like, I'm sorry, whoever this actor is. I forget his name now, but like, he's perfect for this role. He looks like such a weirdo. He's such a weirdo. Did they shave the top of his head? Yeah, it's shaved. Yeah, it's absolutely shaved shaved. because at one point you see. You absolutely see like he the stubble. Puts his head down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And there is like, it's just so bad. They picked him because he reminded them of Peter Laurie, and absolutely, like oh, he's yeah. so okay. creepy. Um, he also reminds me of the biscuit from Ally McBeal, which is the guy in Ghostbusters Two. The Why Am I Dripping with Goo? That guy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whose name uh, I totally but- should know, and I can't remember right now. But he reminds me of him a little bit too. Hmm. I want to tell you, though, here, what? here's what I don't believe about this moment. Do There's tell. no way that that guy 
who comes in dressed like he is and dressed like he is for the rest of the movie. Yeah. No matter what climate they're in, he's wearing this heavy, right. dark stuff, right? There's no way that he doesn't have black gloves on all the time. And he Ugh. bare hands the medallion. And it's yes, like a whole yeah. plot point, right? But there's no right. way he has gloves. This dude has gloves on all the this time. This dude is always wearing gloves. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> give a shit about sweating. He probably fucking stinks, too. Woof. Yeah. Uh. Absolutely not. Oh, cool. He's going to hot poker her, I wrote. Indy saves the day by her shootout. Everything's on fire. Okay, here's another question, though, right? The end of this fight, the bar is burning down. They're out in the snow. But that Wait. guy... Yeah. He just ran out in the snow with a burning hand. He's just over. Why don't they just go kick his ass? He's right there. But he's out there like, hurting, like in his like, sad like, hand. All his henchmen are dead. It's just him. Like, why did they not go kick his they ass? They shot through moment? the flask and she took a moment to drink it, which is very classy. <laughs> You're absolutely right. They could have gotten that guy. And yeah. Oh, I wrote, he's like low rat Wallace Sean, but that's not the only person I was thinking of. I was also thinking of the biscuit. Yep. Lower it while Sean grabs the idol and burns the shit out of himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm your partner now. And then we get another travel montage, yep. which I love this music. And now everybody's white and clean and there's a monkey. As soon as the monkey gives the, the Sig Heil salute, then all bets are off. Like he, they, that monkey is dead for sure. Like You, you yeah. know that they're not going to like. Usually it's like animals have this like halo of protection. Like the dog is not going to mm-hmm. unless it's a huge plot point. Right. The dog's not right. going to die. The monkey's not going to die. As soon as it gives the, the salute, oh, all bets are off. That monkey's dead. Yep. So <laughs> I wrote, Belloc is here. Yay. Hi, friend. <laughs> like, so we have a whole thing. Um, the monkey's going to eat dates now. I want dates. I feel like I need to get some. Yep. And then I wrote, Nazi monkey. Oh, no. I was so disappointed in his morals. Like, I don't know why yep. I was surprised by that. Well, then the dude has an eye patch. So he has to be a bad guy. The monkey handler guy. Absolutely. Obviously. Yeah. And then. But I think there's a story there because monkey handler guy, this is like his only friend in the world is his monkey who's incredibly trained. Like he knows he's like, no, go back and, you know, stay with them. And the monkey's like, okay, cool. He's like, tell him what to do. And right. then. Eye patch guy poisons his only friend in the world. He poisons his own he monkey. Train that monkey to fucking not eat to the not poison. Eat the poison? That seems yeah. really dumb. That's so sad. Wow, Nazis are dumb. <laughs> Nazi so, monkey. <laughs> uh, it's very choreographed. They all have black hoods on. Yeah. And the music is like weirdly lighthearted for. Oh, uh, are you talking about when the, the first ambush, when they're like fighting and it's yeah. the worst ambush in the history of ambushes? That's and the one. one guy stabs the other guy and he goes, ah! What? <laughs> Pan versus knife. Got him. <laughs> yeah. They have to go into into the shadowy door, and then we just hear the whang, and then he yes, falls out. Yes, yeah, we yeah. hear the boing, and then skinny girl in big basket, and mm-hmm. fucking I wrote rat fink narc monkey is what I <laughs> that fucking yeah, monkey right. narcs on her. <laughs> so then here comes the moment when probably most people know this trivia: the big fancy guy comes out with the fancy sword, and he does the like move, and Harrison Ford that's everyone's in a clearing, and it's going to be this big fight, and then he just goes and he shoots him. Um, mm-hmm. That's because Harrison Ford was super sick with dysentery, and half yep. the crew was super yep. sick, and so he was like, was "They shouldn't fucking. have been eating the dates, right? Sh- like- absolutely not." But I, but like here <laughs> safely, I would like to eat dates. Um, <laughs> So, and then I was like, oh no, Marion blew up. 
And here's the thing. Like, I truly didn't remember. I'm like, she didn't really die. She didn't really die, right? And then they show him and he's like sad drinking. And I was like, oh my God, yep. she really dead? Like, I was like, there's no freaking way. Because then I like thought, well, I remember her at the end. But yep. for a minute they got me because I really didn't remember it. And then we get to our very civilized enemy who wants very badly to have a drink with our mm-hmm. nemesis and talk. Mm-hmm. You know, bring you closer to my level, the sewer or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> um, it's a radio for speaking to God. Let's go see him together. It's so good. <laughs> um, and then they're about to like throw down, and then the random kids show up. Like, yeah, which feels very confusing to yeah, me. Johnny Stevie sends in his kids to save Indy. Right, right. Because as as I would often do, I would use my children as a you know, as a human for my human shield, weird, right? My weird drunk friend. <laughs> like, that that's seems what like I a, said. Dude actually sends his children into the bar to confront a bunch of guys with guns. So yeah, yeah. He's fun. like, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine. Um, and he's trying to tell him, don't do that shit. Like, why do you? I think you should probably not disturb the ark. He's like, no, I'm definitely going to. And then they. <laughs> Make the realization about the staff being too long mm-hmm. because he only burned himself on one side. He is suspicious as fuck in so many times. Like, he's not give a shit about getting caught. He's at least, like, has no discretion in any of the shit where he's sneaking around. Right. He um, sort of covers his face and then it immediately falls off because we can't right. have a shot with Harrison Ford with his face covered. Like, that's the whole point of this movie. Absolutely. To not. see Harrison Ford's face. <laughs> I am into it. <laughs> the sun moves hella fast in this moment. Like, oh yeah, he gets oh, yeah, it, he yeah. gets it all set up, and then that shit, like, and then the music. Gotta get a stick. You, you gotta get the right size stick. Everybody knows, and size that matters meet, a lot, Beth. And especially in this case, man, <laughs> oh shit, you gotta get the sunbeam on just the right part. Um, the music is great. His reaction is like the only thing that's like telling you what's going on in this moment. It's just really neat the way they shot it. And then his whole thing is, well, I'll just break the stick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, the staff revealing the location, the sun shining through. I love that was another thing I just ate up as a kid. It's like, they had this map room cool. and you like put the thing in the right spot and this oh, laser beam delicious. on this place. It's, it's like, so oh my cool. God, that's amazing. How many times have you tried to recreate that in a D&D scenario? Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what this so is. That's what, cool. yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yay, Marion. I knew it. Um, and then he leaves her. He's so and happy he's to like, see her. Oh, and wait, he's like, okay, you're fine. <laughs> I can't have you jeopardize my bullshit. You just stay here mm-hmm. and possibly to probably get raped. Bye. Right. right. You in danger, girl. Bye. Like... <laughs> and then he's the least discreet he could possibly be. Where does he get a whole ass team of diggers from? I would like to know. I feel um... like he's all of a sudden got like 50 dudes. There's thunder, yep. it's pry bars, there's a very obvious green screen situation happening here. <laughs> okay, answer me why there are so many snakes in this pit. The Who put magic. them there? Who magic. put them there? Who's feeding them? They eat, this just, no, this is a, they eat each other for eternity a situation. Yeah, snake, <laughs> snake birth. Yes, like, 100%. <laughs> I hate that. Uh-huh. They're coming through the walls, think- so... I don't think that all those different types of snakes want to hang out together. No, absolutely not. No. Some of them are lizards made to look like snakes because they couldn't find enough snakes. <laughs> so they taped their legs down or something? Like what? Not saying they didn't. Um... <laughs> oh, 
Some of those snakes um, have to be eating other snakes. Like snakes eat snakes. That's a thing. That is a thing that happened. One of the like asps got killed by a cobra. It was like a whole thing. Yeah. Um, he's like asps seem... very dangerous. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> so, and here we're cutting back and forth between Belloc and Marion, and then like the snake pit. Here is a dress I would very much like to see you in it. No, oh. no, 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 I hate it. Um, yeah. Basically, they are going to rape you if you don't tell me what I want to know, and I'm going to let them. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Minus 10. Yeah. You were pretending to be a gentleman. You have failed. I hate it. Here's another thing that I want to talk about in this kind of movie. This happens in a lot. It also happens in The Mummy. It happens in a bunch of other places. We've got a woman who has been kidnapped or displaced in some way, and her clothing has been ruined, and now she has to find new clothing, and everybody always manages to somehow find a gorgeous outfit (laughs) that fits her size. Perfectly. If I were in this situation and I needed a new outfit in an emergency situation, I feel 100% sure that I would be wearing somebody's old ripped sleep shirt and a pair of cargo shorts (laughs) and nobody would want to touch my butt in them. Like I feel (laughs) no underwear, no support wear of any kind. Mm. How does this always happen? They had a perfect size two or whatever the fuck, gorgeous white dress perfectly made for her. Bullshit. I call bullshit. She looks great. I'm also, shoes in her size. Also, shoes in her size. Fuck directly off. Even if I told you my size and you bought me shoes, there's a 50% chance they would not fit me. <laughs> they won't fit, right. <laughs> I'm not mad it's happening. She looks great. I'm just saying it happens again later in the movie, and that's yep. not how it works. That's not how it works. Right. That's just not how it works. That's not how clothes work. Um, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times when I stupidly in life have thought about what if some like terrible or like whatever event happens and now I'm stuck in this dumbass outfit I'm wearing or this nightgown or this whatever, like, and I'm just like, well, I don't want to be a ghost and have to haunt everybody in this dumb outfit for the rest of my life. <laughs> anyway, so that's my, that's my uh, story that about is, that. that mm-hmm, that's good. Uh, and then we cut back to Indy and he's so scared. He's so God, scared. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Why the did line, it have to be so. snakes? So the thing's got a super heavy lid, which we know is the toilet lid, which now that I think about it is exactly the sound it makes. We're switching back and forth. She's pretending to be drunk. We know she's not really drunk because we watched her out drink that lesbian at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. that entire scene was improvised. The entire thing between he and her. Yeah. I always get the sense that he was supposed to be more drunk. Like she's trying to out drink him, but then he's like, oh, it's my personal label or whatever. Right. Well, I, I got know. the sense that, yeah, she was hoping at least that he would be like right. getting but this. She pulls the drunk. knife and then they just both giggle. Like right. she's hiding that knife the whole time and she pulls it out and then just laughs. Like. Very anticlimactic. She could have just lunged and gone for a, like a surprise round, but right. she just was like, I'm going to peace out. And then she pieces out directly into the fucking Nazi. Um, Which, and by has, the way, he has nunchucks. The coolest hanger ever. <laughs> the coolest hanger ever. What the he's, fuck? He's got a guy who's just there to be his hanger man. Hanger man? What hanger is that man? called? I don't know. <laughs> his um, valet. His valet. So they got the Ark. Uh, it's a big old gold box with handles because you can't touch it. It's too magic. The handles actually have a specific length and design they're supposed to have, I believe, according to scripture. According to so the Bible. I bet none of that I'm pretty sure. Me. I'm pretty All sure. of that shit is very wrong. detailed. 
It was very detailed, like the shit in Tolkien that you just flipped through. There's <laughs> too much detail. Oh, we're singing again. We're just going to flip through. Uh, yeah. How many cubits? How many cubits the rods have to be? I cannot. So <laughs> then we cut. We have no idea what happened to Marion, but we cut to them walking outside and noticing finally after like a day and a half, presumably, of this bullshit. And he's like whole fucking gang up there. Mm-hmm. It's day now because it was for sure night before. It's like it a has whole. A, it's like a whole night, yeah. right? It's a I, whole it's, night again. It's another time weird thing. They when when they come out, that always is jarring to me. They're trapped in this thing for like ten minutes. Their torches have just gone out, and yep. he like it. It can't be that long, right? And he crashes it's through so the wall. Weird. They go out the thing. They push the, and then it's daytime. And you're like, wait, yep. what? Did we just? Yep. Yeah. So they throw her in, and then the snake through the shoe is a very good shot. That's it very is. cool. It is. Um, the one that the sticks with me, mine. though, is the snake through the skeleton mouth. Yeah. The snake coming out of that one traumatized me as a kid, I think. Oh, no. The s- snake coming out of the skeleton mouth. That was creepy. Later um, on. She, the girl was mine, he says. Yuck, dude. She was Oh, not, yeah. I wrote that it. same line. The Hate girl that. was mine. Um, she calls him, a, she, he catches her and she immediately calls him a traitor and gives him a couple smacks, and um, which, as you should. Mm-hmm. And then she almost sets his whip ass on fire, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah. He just busts a hole in the wall, and mm-hmm. um, then she finds lots and lots of skeletons. Here's lots my question for this you. This is the skeleton mouth snake thing. Yeah. Knowing what we know about the skeletons and poltergeist, how many of these were real? Ooh, good question. This is right at that time 1981, period. too, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, right at that late True. 70s, early 80s. True. I, some of those were real, I just I did like. not think. Yeah, I bet you're right. Ew. Mm. Um, and then we <laughs> yeah. And then this whole plane bullshit happens. And this, to me, takes forever. Like It I, does. It really does. This was a sl- And the guy's like, I better take my shirt off to fight you bare knuckled. Uh, I'm huge and I have this mustache. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yep. <laughs> Yep. It takes a long time. This is, you know, oh, but he it's takes too like long. a field goal kick to that guy in the teeth. Like, he really gives it hell. But then he gets his ass kicked. Um, and he kicks him in the balls. Like, he, the whole thing is just really mm-hmm. ridiculous. It could um, have been he's getting two, two punches and the guy gets hit by the plane propeller. Oh, that yeah. Could have been the whole thing. It's fucking by. I'm like, holy shit. So he saved her just in time to not get exploded, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're like on the side of the mountain watching this thing, and you know John Rice Davies and Marion. And he's like tells him some weird made up plan, and then he goes, "I don't know, I'm just making this up." And I'm like, "That sounds like a bad plan." Like you're not that good. At <laughs> I wrote that same thing. Um, I don't know, I'm making this up as I go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, clearly. But then we get him on the horse, and we get the music. Yep. So and he's riding though, across the cliff top thing. Yeah, and- I mean, it goes on too long, but like because it's the music, like I'll just. I'm, I'll watch it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> and then there's the car fight, which also takes forever. Mm. Also, he's just like, hey, fuckers, from the top of the mountain. Right. This, <laughs> this is not how you do it. The whole ass convoy of Nazis. Right. They have one thing you want, one broad you want. You have a horse and a whip. Mm-hmm. Um, I f- And some punchy hands. You just got your ass kicked. I feel like you just got your ass kicked. a little bit of stealth in this situation. Right, right. You would have just made some of this go a little smoother. Mm-hmm. But no, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, but we do get a Wilhelm scream here. I was going to say, there's a guy falling out of the truck. You get a Wilhelm scream. 
Yeah. I think this is the only one in this movie, but. It was the only one that Maybe? I noticed and the only yeah. one I read about, but he takes a shot to the arm, which sucks. Um, <laughs> There's gets, blood spatters and stuff. Blood, I, and it's I, a lot of so sand. At one point, he, like, makes the one car. They're, like, driving, and there's this mm-hmm. wide thing, and he's like, swerves into the other car, and there's this, like, magical giant-ass cliff that this car falls off. Yep. Where did that cliff come from? And they're like, it's like we don't even see them hit bottom. They're like, nope, cut away. Nope. It's too nope. too long. Because it's fall. miniatures. They're it's still miniatures. falling. Yeah, it's mini- yeah. <laughs> um, and then he gets in there and is just pounding on his arm. So they didn't do a lot of blood splatter with liquid in this scene. They did a lot of like powder spray. They were trying to minimize like tons of like drips for like ratings purposes, I guess. But the only red powder they could find for some reason, because they were new with this, I don't know, was cayenne pepper. So like everybody was covered in pepper. Um, is what I read. Um, that guy got run the fuck over. Oh my god! I said the same thing. His body. You see, like his hands what? and feet come you up. See <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's terrible. The village folks hide him. Listen, it says fucking Omar's garage on the side of that building in English. Like, if the Nazis are too stupid to be like, oh, right, that's a garage. It says Omar's garage in English on the side of it. But maybe they don't. They clearly know English. They're talking in English. They know English. I was like, come on, dude. Just read Um, the sign. That's where the the truck is, clearly. Here's a fun fact. The bad Nazi guy is in the car. He's not in the car. It's literally a stump with the hat and the jacket on. He's not in that. Yeah. How did they get away with that? I don't know. It's literally just a stump and a hat. Uh, Um, One of the angry Nazi guys takes the fruit and fucking throws it at the dog. He's so mad. And the dog goes, (laughs) That's really dumb. Um, so then we get on the boat, Marion gives him a smooch, and then he sings Gilbert and Sullivan in a one-shot take, because of course, because <laughs> why would we not? But another good example of all of the extras and the huge set piece and that one-shot take for no real reason, like, and those two guys, <laughs> the captain guy and Sola are just so charming, like, it was really well done. Yeah. Now she's got a new dress. Yeah, because the captain had it. The captain had it because right. he just was like, "Oh, I better keep this in stock in case we ever." I better keep are abducting this in women. Stock. We like her to wear white and appear virginal, even though we know that she has a, you know, is a has a previous relationship with Indy and also can outdrink men and then is therefore not ladylike. She has to be do. all things, Beth. She has to all be all the things. things. Yes. And she has to be tough and amazing, and but also. Delicate and sensitive. And well, womanly. she looks amazing in it. And yes, she is she amazing. And again, there's no way that random found clothes would be so flattering. <laughs> it is literally exactly her size and exactly for her body shape. And it is beautiful. And there's no goddamn What way. you didn't see was that she got it the night before and spent literally all night altering it to she make it fit. She it all night to make it look hot. It was just a sale. It was an extra, like, arp. <laughs> What the fuck? So then she tries to take care of him and they have this weird thing until then she does the elbow kiss and the forehead kiss. And this is another moment that I specifically remembered. Yeah. As probably slightly too young. Yeah. Probably slightly too young. And then, and then he like what falls asleep on her. 
But then we're made to believe. Then she wakes up like not wearing that dress. So perhaps he revived at some point in the night. We are led to believe. And then the box, they show the box and my subtitle said deep warbling. (laughs) Which... Yes, and oh shit, it burning. burns the swastika. Why? Burns just it doesn't like that shit. Yeah, oh, it doesn't just like burning shit. the box, maybe? Um, Marion's nude. And, uh, and then I just wrote, I like her. <laughs> She's fearless <Yeah>. and dopey. <laughs> and I like all of that. <laughs> Katanga lies for them kind of convincingly. Like all that. Mm-hmm. He's great. Yeah. But Lex a creep and he wants her because he's a fucking creep. Oh, he still wants her. God, he still this wants is awful. it. He wants it. He's fine if she <sighs> dies, but he's into it. I think he just wants her because Indy had her. That's the whole sure. thing. Sure. And Indy steals a Nazi ship, which, okay. And then map again. Steals a Nazi ship. No, he rides on the sub, right? He rides. When it's happening, I literally wrote, what the fuck is happening, bro? Uh, and then I wrote, fucking Nazis. And that's what, that was, those were my notes <laughs> at that point. Yeah, he rides on the outside of a submarine that they inexplicably sure. never take under the water, even though there's and like a, another red line. And everyone cheers when they see him, which is there's like, a huge oh, red line thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm concerned about this Jewish ritual. They mm-hmm. added that line because at no point had they talked about how the Nazis are shitheads and oh, were, yeah. you know, whatever. So they wanted to like add that, and they felt like that was enough. Which don't. Probably not, but Belek is a whole mind fuck thing. Oh, you sure you want to chance it? You're going to open it up and it's not going to be in there and whatever. And mm-hmm. um, this is when I really noticed the fucking shaving line of the like receding hairline yes. on the back. Yes. It's a to- <laughs> what is his name? Toad? Something like that. Yeah, uh, it's Toad. It's Toad, but they don't, Todd, but they don't ever really say it. So then here's the old pretend to be one of the gang where he like pretends yep. he's one of the Nazis at the end of the row. And he's like, hello, I'm going to blow up the Ark. And I'm like, well. <laughs> so they call his bluff because archaeologist to archaeologist, he's not going to blow the Ark up. Right. He has such a relic boner. And it well, is I got to so say dumb. this. So they're they're in the, this is before that, they're in the the, the dock or whatever. And he's trying to get that, that uh, he's trying to get a, a something to wear, right? Yeah. To get the uniform. But there's one shot of them like taking Marion, I think. Yeah. And the one Nazi behind her has like a head bandage on and his one arm is in a sling as if he's like one of the Nazis who was in the truck fight or something. And he's like all beat up. It's like, I never saw that before, but he's like a beat up zombie in the or beat up. I said zombie beat up Nazi in the background of that shot. Which I just oh, that's that great. Funny. That's great. Um, so I remember this and I just wrote, Ooh, some people going to die. Like I remember you uh, see them. Like, did you write the, read the thing about uh, Belloc eating the fly? And that whole thing? Yes, yes. He eats the fly and he didn't stop. He eats the fly, but he didn't actually eat the fly. Like, the whole thing was, supposedly, it, like, landed on his mouth and he was still talking and he went through it like a pro. Yeah. Right? He's an actor. The fly sort of flew away. And apparently, I think it was George Lucas who, like, they cut, like, two frames of the fly flying away. So it looks like he so ate it. So it looks like he ate it, but it doesn't you can't tell the interruption because it's like literally like two frames or something yeah. in the movie that they cut out. I read something about that just this time. Like oh my God, he does that's I because so I would have sworn he ate the fly every single time. But I just I yeah. read something like he didn't he says they took out two frames of where the fly flies away and it was and like George Lucas thought it was hilarious that that he it looks like he just eats this fly. <laughs> While he's in the middle of talking. And then right, right. like that's super funny. And 
Um, so they're tied to the pole. They open it. It's the whole thing. And then deep warbling again. We get more deep mm-hmm. warbling. Uh, smoke and lights. Row. Don't look at it. Okay, why is yep. that the thing that saves them? Um, I'm fine can't look with at the it. Power of God. Sure. Okay. Yep. Don't look back, and then you'll turn into a pillar of salt. Whatever the fuck. Right. Right. Also, this, this whole the... outfit that Bellock's got on is like scripturally prescribed. Yeah. Something. Yeah. None of that surprises me in any way. Yeah. Um, he yeah. shows up in the whole priest studs, and. Also, that seems sacrilegious because he's definitely just some yep. rapey fuckhead. I don't think he's allowed to be wearing the priest dress. <laughs> but um, this, there's some Ghostbusters effects right about here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, floaty ghost. I believe it's are, magic. It's magic. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought of. I believe it's magic, magic. That's exactly what it looks like. And again, as we learned in Willow, this is accomplished by mannequins with fabric and water. Mm-hmm. So the same effect. Uh, the scary ghost face that comes at him is a secretary from Industrial Light and Sound, uh, who cool. they got to like put on a dress and go, and then they did it backwards and then they put a skeleton face on her. Cool. Belloc loves it. He's super into it. He's like, has a huge boner for everything that's happening right up until mm-hmm. the point where his whole where fucking head explodes. Melty face. I just wrote, yeah. yes. Like, this I just melty face. Another one of those things that stays with you forever. So in my mishmash memory of these movies where I couldn't remember what happened in which one, I also thought this was the same thing as Kalima, like with the heart. Like this to me could have been the same fucking moment where somebody Kalima's somebody's heart out. Like I, cause it's again, like we're all tied up. It's a whole thing. Everybody's Well, there's the wrong grail moment too, where they aged that dude to nothing. They aged that dude to nothing. So all of that, it could be the same thing, but this isn't that, this is melty face. And Mm -hmm. What is it, the lid or whatever that like flies right into the sky, a hole in the clouds, yeah, and, and then comes, comes back? Comes back down. Mm-hmm. But the lid's got to come back on. It's got to go back on. It's got to put all those ghosties back. Literally, was, everyone else is dead. Everyone else is gone. They're bodily gone. Gone. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because they pull the lid off and he like reaches and it's just sand, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they reach in and they're like, what the shit? There's just sand yeah. in here. And I, I thought that was interesting that. They could have just left it. They could have done the Pulp Fiction suitcase or briefcase thing and just yeah, had it why like, did it need <gasps> to it's be... light coming out and then it fucks everybody out. But like, right. I don't know why they did the sand in there. Because they want you to think for a minute it's nothing, but yeah, I guess so. it's face melting. Yeah. So they made it. We get the music. It's all very romantic. Somehow, um, somehow the, all the Nazis are gone from this island. They get and untied Indiana somehow. Jones and Marion untie themselves and then... I guess drive a sub by themselves back to Sounds somewhere. About probably America. not a rowboat. Like I don't know where we are. There <laughs> <laughs> was a super long travel montage, and they just decided yeah. to cut it. I'd have to go back and look, but I feel like we're in like the South Pacific somewhere. Yeah, I think so. So then we get back to Washington, and there's a whole settlement, and he's safe. And this fucking guy with the pipe, Beth. They have top men working on this. Just. All of top the top men, men with their top, the top fucking pipe and their lots of chins. <laughs> and he says, top I men. know that, that like, <sighs> so then she goes out and I, I know what I've got. They look so good in this. Like yeah. they, yeah. like she looks incredible. He looks mm-hmm. great. It's very, very, uh, the, mm, the whole thing is chef's kiss. Um, yeah. And then the arc is just in a crate in a big room of mysteries. Iconic, iconic end to this movie. Yeah, it, it's so it's parodied, it's repeated, it's 
Absolutely. The put the thing in the crate, and then they made a whole show about that place with crates in it, and I forget what it's called. It was like a sci-fi show. And they're like, we are the people who manage the crates, and things happen. Oh, I want to watch that show. So, yeah, and we can thank um, Monica Lucas or whoever, Marsha Lucas, for that last moment on the stairs where they're going to go smooch. But then obviously it doesn't work out because she's not in the next one. But <laughs> She's not in the next which is a shame. I always am sad which about that because I like her so much better. She would definitely have been a childhood crush of mine. Yeah, yeah. She's, I like her so much better great. than whoever. I forget whoever. What her name is that, Spielberg's yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spielberg yeah, also yeah. wanted to put his lady in this movie, but it didn't work out. Yeah. Anyway, this was so good. Does it go in your canon? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is, again, as I said, the same thing with this is one of the nerd high holy trinity of trinities. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be in your canon. I'm sorry. It's, it's going to be in my canon. And I felt like forever. it really does hold up. There was only a couple moments when I was like, green screen, but it wasn't even that yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. The cliff, the, the cliff for me was like, oh my fucking God, that's a matchbox the, car. There was like a couple of <laughs> pacing times when I thought in the middle yes. that like the pacing was whatever. But I feel like if I'm watching it for the first time and I'm eating popcorn and I'm like into mm-hmm. it, maybe I don't notice that. Yeah. So especially if there's a new one coming out and we can have hope that it's not going to be like the tragedy of 2008 that, you know, you I definitely think think, will be in it. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brandishing okay. a knife, it's Shia LaBeouf. Um, I don't know. So we'll see. <laughs> um, everybody go watch that. So we'll see yes. about that. But um, I don't know whether to be hopeful or not. There's nothing out about it yet, so it's hard to tell. But um, but this for is me Harrison also, Ford supposed to be in it? Don't know. I don't know. Because that would like that. almost sort of like he... is he. I was surprised at how young he... I'm always surprised, I guess, by how young people look. Like, you age, like, they age, and you're watching them age, and it's one of those things maybe you don't realize, and then you go back and look at something way earlier, and he looks so much younger. He's also aged aged really really well. He's aged really, really well, but he's not 1981 Harrison Ford either. Right. Sure. Um, Few people are. Uh (laughs) (laughs) True. True facts. Yes. Okay. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, find us online. Uh, we're at Nerd Cannon on all the things. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcanon. And we will see you in two weeks with... Goonies. Good enough. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, it's going to be great. We're having a great summer over here at Nerd Cannon. So um, yep. be sure to join us. And until next time... Keep the nerd alive. <laughs>